0: Episode sixty of Fatalists, a podcast devoted to the supernatural series Lost Girl and all things sci-fi, supernatural, fantasy, and horror. My name is Dave, and I'm joined finally, as always, by my co-host Wayne. And Wayne, uh, it's been a while. Yeah, sixty, eh? Yeah, well, it's sixty episodes, but it's been a while since we've been recording. Yeah. I mean, all, all you know, I mean, if it's almost like if it could go wrong, it has. Um, you know, we both were without power there for a while yeah. during that one snow and ice storm, that, and that's,
1: that truly sucked.
0: And it just seemed like, you know, sinking our schedules was, uh, you know, virtually impossible. If you were free, I wasn't. And, and, uh, yeah. And then you got sick and you refused to go to the
1: doctor. Like,
0: yeah, eventually
1: went grumpy old, like guy in the union suit or something, you know, like,
0: yeah, well still, still got some, (laughs) still got some of the revenants. I mean, remnants of, uh, (laughs) that, that, that sickness, but, uh, yeah. And here we are on the East coast, uh, you know, anticipating another storm coming, uh, Wednesday night into Thursday. So fingers crossed, uh, saying prayers that we don't lose power again. Yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, if we, if we lose power again, i will be really upset. I've, I've
1: had to watch so much stuff on, on, on demand now because of that. Yeah. You lost Arrow, right? Had to yeah. On. Yeah. I still haven't, still haven't caught up with, with Arrow yet. So, uh, but you know, actually there's not quite so much on now, uh, because of the Olympics for one and just uh, shows ending and everything. So, um, but yeah, but uh, yeah, not, you know, I, I, I really am making it seem like my priorities have out of whack when I say we lost power. And the the worst thing I can
0: think of is, uh, you know, that, uh, some of my
1: TV shows didn't record.
0: <laughs> right. And, and to be, and I'm sure you feel the same way. I mean, as you know, much as we were lamenting, you know, what we had to go through, you know, just thankful that, you know, weren't, you know, there are a lot of people out there that that's their, you know, that's their routine, not having power. So not having it for 30 hours or like in your case, I guess, did you get to two full days? It
1: was, um, let's see, Wednesday about noon and I got back
0: Friday at about noon. So it was like, yeah, like two full days. Yeah. But, uh, still, I guess in the big picture, we're both pretty lucky. So,
1: yeah. And I know, I mean, like there's when like hurricane Irene came through and my sister lost power and my brother-in-law lost power for like, they lost for like a week in the summer. And, uh, you know, that, that really sucked because they lost food and everything. Like I didn't, we didn't even lose food because it was so
0: cold mm -hmm. that we just kept the fridge shut and like the, the ice in the freezer didn't even melt. Well, see, no, we we lost everything. We didn't have the foresight to, uh, you know, just put it out in the garage in a in the cooler. But yeah, we didn't either. I just yeah.
1: I just closed the. Uh, I just we didn't open up the refrigerator, and the house was
0: so cold that nothing nothing you know spoiled or anything. Well, anyway, for tonight we're gonna tackle two episodes. We're gonna do episode uh, four ten waves, and we're gonna do episode uh, four eleven end of a line and you know we're still one episode behind which I've seen you haven't seen 12 yet right right so you need to be super careful about your spoilers there. I will indeed I, I will be very careful um, you know but other than that you know like you said there's not a lot on uh, Sleepy Hollow I think ended yeah uh, great know, ending though. It, it was an excellent ending and and a big big reveal there at the end that I definitely did not see coming I'm trying to think what it was <laughs> Oh, about uh, about uh, Walter or whatever his name is in the show, about who his true identity right, is. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. But uh, which and it, you know, it did reveal
1: that, that he was uh, that that he was actually Walter Bishop, which I
0: thought was going to be the big reveal. Well, good bit that, that would have been pretty. Tasty, that would have been but, cool, would not it? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we're we're gonna you know we're we're just gonna you know ignore the news tonight because you know we got a lot to cover and you know so when we get right to it but before we get into episode 410 you know you got a few things in project x that are really it really going to cover both episodes tonight
1: yeah absolutely so most of it actually is from the second one but we'll I'll start with uh from uh 410 and that is mermaids and you know obviously popularly uh shown through like especially after the little mermaid like we picture mermaids as uh, pretty red haired girls with really nice voices and everything like that but uh really in in mythology and folklore, mermaids are represented as like sirens like these creatures that tempt sailors to their doom and I think that's what we really see in in this episode um is that kind of that darker side of the mermaids and not the uh the pretty red haired mermaid type of kind um you know, the uh, the one thing like I was looking at, like people kind of lumped in Irish skelkies as mermaids, and that's kind of true. You remember we had skelkies earlier,
0: they're the the, the seal girls who are looking for their skins. Right. So yeah. um And there was some popular movie, it seems to me, that dealt with, you know you know, with some sort of feel good fantasy movie, but yeah, uh Splash with uh there. Tom Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah. No, Haley. not even that. I mean, obviously that uh, it was something else. It was set like in Ireland oh, or something. Oh, yeah, the, the Secret Rowan ish There you Which go. was about the skelkies. So Yeah, at least one of us can remember
1: titles. <laughs> that that's a that's a really good movie. I like that. that. Splash actually was was pretty good too. But again with that that kind, you know, that newish the version of the mermaid as being, uh, you know, a, a pretty girl who is, you know, innocent, just wants to be a real girl or something. like that. I think at the end, Tom Hanks turns into a, a mer guy, at least for a little bit. Uh, one of them turns into something else, or he—I can't remember. It's been a while. I since don't I've seen remember it, either. So, anyway, that would be mermaids. So let's move on to what we have in four eleven, and the first is this is close to my heart because we got Marie Laveau who is the, the voodoo lady that they go to visit her trailer and everything. And Marie Laveau was an actual real-life person uh, and a famous voodoo queen of New Orleans, maybe the most famous voodoo queen of New Orleans, and um, you know someone who actually made a living kind of selling love charms and things like that. In uh, American Horror Story Coven, uh, Angela Bassett played Marie Laveau, so she was actually a character in, uh, in the new American Horror Story um, so, actually, Marie Laveau's grave in New Orleans, it's like people, like, know, they say vandalized. It's not vandalized per se. People are, like, asking Marie for help. So, they go and uh, put an X on her on her grave. Uh, so, yeah. So, she, her grave in New Orleans, basically, people come down to ask her for help and whatever and think that even in death that Marie Laveau can help them out a little bit. So, they apparently... For one thing, I I saw that you know you put like an X on her grave, and then you got to go do something, and then you come back and you put another X, and then you got to, like dance. I don't know this whole thing, but anyway, so apparently even someone like painted her her uh, her uh, um, tombstone pink a couple years ago, which. Does it make any sense at all I well I
0: saw it. the first two episodes of American horror story and 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 I mean you, know, you know, the uh, Laveau in lost Girl is nothing compared to the evilness that we see in American horror story right though the Marie Laveau is is not
1: necessarily so bad um, it's uh, Kathy Bates's character who is uh, Madame um, uh, I mean, dauphine yes. dauphine uh, who was now, and again like an actual person who has gotten now, now she madame dauphine has like a very her her um reputation in new orleans is a very dark one um i don't know if it's as bad as they portrayed in american horror Story, because that was really bad but uh but yeah so it, it was kind of neat how they based uh those characters on on actual people yeah. so i i this season's probably the season of American Horror Story I, I enjoyed the least. Um, it was still good, but I didn't think it was quite as good as the previous two. But hey. Okay. So what else you got? So next we have Revenants. And the Revenant is the undead who have returned. Now you say, wait, Wayne, that sounds like a zombie. Well, that's kind of what we call them now. And in the, you know the 19th century, they were vampires. Um, But this revenants come from a much earlier time, even like the middle ages, that word starts popping up to describe dead people who have come back. Uh, But So revenants uh, bear, uh, I should say zombies bear a lot of similarities to revenants as we saw in, um, in this episode. Uh, But uh, revenants usually, uh, would come back to haunt just like a particular person, whereas zombies just, you know, come back to, you know, feast on on human flesh in general. Um, so that's kind of just the early version of the undead that, uh, you know, again, with the popularity of Dracula in the 19th century and the big, you know, kind of vampire craze then, um, that revenants were mostly considered as... Um, as, as vampires then, and then 20th century became zombies. Then the last thing then is the pirapus, which was the the picture that uh, Trick has that is supposed to, in some way, like, I guess we're not really sure now if it's really what the wander is, is, it represents him, is it something, his pet, I don't know. But they got that picture of like a bat horse that's breathing something. not even clear whether it's fire or not, but just kind of something coming out of its mouth down on the people below. So if, you know, really this is like one of those things where like you actually found this like this one site, someone had posted some, you know, like some stuff about a parapet saying it's a kind of a horse with bat wings and A barbed tail and uh, sort of the the antithesis of Pegasus,
0: uh, as I recall.
1: Right, but you know, we really couldn't find any you know anything to back that up. Basically, right. So you know, it could be one person who completely made it up. And you know, this is where I wonder where in the world um, the the writers of, of Lost Girl are. Like where, what's their source material? You know, I, I don't know if they have like a book of of folklore or something, or or where they're finding it. Uh, but you know, this is I, I really just couldn't find anything except for this. Well, you know, th- it's it's actually getting one of those cases where you find a number of websites that that have. Purpose on it, and you look it up and you realize it's the exact same text in each one. So it's like just someone's, they've all been copying and pasting from the original post from whenever that was. So there's no backup. I can't, I can't ascribe any kind of
0: academic validity to this. Right. But I guess what we can say, and you get a little more insight in episode 12, but regardless, the piripus, you know, in what you found online, is related to evil, and you know, I think we're we're certainly leaning in that direction in Lost Girl, so.
1: Right. No, no question yeah. about that. If You could. That's one thing you get is yeah. that the thing that is in that picture is supposed to really super be evil, and uh, and it looks evil. It does everything.
0: So, all right, sounds good. Well, why don't so we move on it. to episode four ten. Wet Waves, uh, written by Michael Grassi, directed by Director X, Julian Man. Christian Lutz, and I only have one question. Really? <laughs> really? I mean, okay. So. Really? <laughs> All right. Toronto native Director X, formerly known as Little X, jeez, oh, yeah. <laughs> has been touted for directing high-budget, visually distinctive videos for A-list artists like Justin Bieber, Drake, Nelly Furtado, Usher... Kanye West, Jay-Z, none of whom I like. Uh, his work has been nominated and awarded by the MTV Video Music Awards and Much Music Video Awards. And, you know, Wayne, it's like I said to you, it's like, you know, I didn't notice anything different. I mean, I, I was certainly under... This was not one of my favorite episodes, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, when when I originally watched it
1: and said director Direct, X, I I thought, oh, maybe, like, they had, like, Robert Redford came in, yeah, and, right, exactly, and, you know, like, but no, it's that's some dude that's that's his actual name, and then so then I, I'm like, wow, you know, I feel like now I should have noticed the direction more, and uh, it really didn't stand out to me to that really the direction was anything to be. No, it wasn't bad but like it didn't like it didn't pop it wasn't like at the end of this episode it was like wow
0: the direction of this episode was fantastic you know like it was yeah and it's okay it was you know it, I mean I really didn't got notice. the job done. right I mean nothing yeah. you know like like I said nothing that made it stand out as different from any of the other directors so right like the one
1: I can't remember which one but the one that oh the the the, the one that Clark Johnson did which was uh, you know, when it goes back in time with Dyson. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. When he's back with the Wolves and everything. I mean, that was an episode with direction, really. I, I noticed it, you know. Um, and it was part of that is because I know who Clark Johnson is. Like, yeah, but... Yeah, you know, but also that that was where it like stood out. That's just one episode to me that
0: it, it stood out, but this one, not so much. Okay. Well, you know, it, we kind of had two stories, uh, you know, the procedural with Kenzie, Dyson, and Lauren and the mermaids. And then, you know, the other story where we're flashing back to Bo on the death train with Rainer. And I don't know, you know, the mermaid story really didn't do much for me i mean uh, yeah i I, in this case i have to agree with you on on that i mean i guess the you know the main thrust of the story i suppose is that it brings kenzie dyson and lauren together because they've basically all been uh shut out by Bo. yes you know so uh you know we see kenzie and dyson going undercover which you know obviously we've seen uh, you know Kenzie and Bo do the you know the under and we've seen of course Dyson and Bo, uh, but they're going to Alaria Technologies and uh, you know Dyson had one, a couple good lines but I don't think we, we should be trusting Gypsy Technology as they uh, you know are, are going in and uh, you know the whole thing about the the mermaids and you know wanting legs so they could live in the human world and I guess the the one thing I did like was when they make the comparison to what the Amish go through. And I forget the yeah. actual name of the, uh, you, you know, when they uh, go into the, re, you know, the, the regular world and then they decide, are they going to, you know, stay or are they going to come back and be Amish, you know, make that commitment. And, you know, some last a year, some take more than a year. Uh, some. Yeah, that's funny because my brother-in-law's
1: brother uh, used to be an attorney in Philadelphia. And he actually had a case where he uh, was defending these two Amish who were out on their, their year out or whatever and, um, you know, end up getting into dealing drugs and, and killed somebody, you know. So it was, like, this kind of big issue. I think, like, my, my cousin actually made a documentary about it, too, something like oh. anything. But, uh, but yeah, like, I, you know, we've gone up to Amish country off, quite often. Especially when the kids were young, we'd go to Strasburg because they have a, a railroad there, and we'd go up there to see Thomas the Tank Engine. And um, you know, you'd go to you'd see some farms, and there would you know, like every now and then they'd have like a big like truck in the driveway. It's like, what's up with the the new like Toyota truck? Like, uh, it's his you know, it's his year or whatever. You know, it's like some young guy who it's his year out in the world, and so he went out and got a, a big ass truck. To, mm-hmm. So.
0: You know, now there were, there, again, actually, you know, the, the only thing about the mermaids storyline that I like, again, were, were some of the clever lines, some of the banter, you know, among the three. And, and, and to be honest, I, I did like seeing those three work together. Uh, but what Dyson did, he brought flowers to Lauren, as I'm trying to remember now. And, you know, it's like flowers for my favorite doctor. Lauren, you know, rolls her eyes. And I think it's Kenzie. Playful banter among dueling exes. Yeah. No. But but the other the other one was you know remember when Lauren discovers at first they think it's a pearl, and and it's actually that crystallized salt deposit and Dyson's like into a frenzy. It's like what is it? Flesh eater? Sharknado? No. Worse. Mermaids. Right. 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 Mermaids are the psychopaths of the sea. (laughs) But you know, once we get past all of that, it, it you know it's like a little family disagreement among three mermaid siblings and yeah and it was
1: again like kind of once they got together and i always liked how the which you kind of saw coming when the the one sister that they're helping and you know she's confronted how she's confronting the evil brother and sister and then like you know since she's all sudden she's like oh Oh,
0: yeah let's uh I'll, you know change sides and yeah let's let's take the legs actually, that sounds like a good idea, yeah, so I mean, you know we we take the Dyson and Lauren relationship a little bit further, and, you know and i don't I don't know I mean I think well again that was that was another thing I did
1: like about was seeing uh you know lauren and Dyson in action together was you know I think they just really work really well together, um as kind of like you know. Partners in well, not partners in crime, but like crime solving partners, I guess. So
0: yeah. Um, now, what I did like, though, you know, to to get back to the other story, you know, the 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 opening of the scene where we see, uh, uh, you know, blood spattered on Bo and Rayner, and you know, we're trying to figure out why Bo has cut off Dyson, Kenzie, and Lauren, and you know, well, we, you know, obviously we we come to find out, you know, about the blood, but uh, you know, Rainer is, makes that assumption that, that Bo is dark, tells her, you know, it's impossible that she's unaligned. And, uh, you know, it, it's, I guess we were expecting her him to know a little bit more about her.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. She gets on the train and he, not only does he not know who she is, but he's like trying to encourage her to leave him alone. Which is kind of ironic once we find out what his power was. Right, exactly. But, you know, obviously the power it's only it's just foresight in battle though right yeah it, i guess you're right it seems like it's foresight normally um but yeah exactly you know we but we expect him to be a little bit more omniscient you know and instead of being like just this guy who really doesn't know what's going on at all um but there's a lot of things you know like they start playing dion's the wanderer which you know how many times did we hear that song last season uh, he starts playing, he, like, takes the record off. I'm like, I hate this song. You know, it's like, so it's, like, kind of the first clue that maybe he's not who we think he is. Right, but he is the Wanderer, I mean. Is he, though? Well, I mean. Stop. I don't want, okay. Remember, okay. you got to think as in episode 11 okay. terms. But, uh uh, but I mean, he might be the wanderer, but is wanderer the evil guy? And all, you know, like these are the questions right. we end up having after actually uh, after episode eleven, right?
0: Right, right. Now, now you mentioned his power, of foresight, and battle, and and you know, the, the, I do we do get a lot of information. I mean, they really do move the story arc along in in the flashbacks. You know, on the death train with Rainer, mm-hmm. and, and he can't remember. You know, you know, we find out that he's basically lost his power and he doesn't remember who took it or who cursed him, you know, that, and, and like you said, if foresight in battle, he could anticipate his opponent's moves before they even happened,
1: which is kind of right. cool.
0: That's, that's
1: gotta be a, a very useful in, in war for, for sure. So like, you wonder how he lost. Yeah. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. The, you know, like you should have probably seen that one coming, right?
0: Unlike Hugin and Union. Yeah. Well, um, so Rainer, you know, he's now he's trying to tell Bo, get off at the next stop while you still can. Um, and, you know, we think that she's going to go. Right. I mean, uh, you know, look, I mean, Bo's. Well, we knew she doesn't go. Well, but I mean, she leaves and then comes right back. Right. Right. And they embrace and kiss. And then, you know, I don't know. I mean, I was kind of. I was a little surprised there, you know, I mean, and, and part of it had, you know, that, that all along we keep associating whether or not he's the wanderer, you know, that, that you know, I, I, I think we half expected this person on the train to be her father, which, of course, it's, it's not. very icky. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs>
1: now, the other which, thing. Which we, yeah, I mean, obviously, we assume by this point, there's no way they're going to go there, like, say, hey, guess what, I am your dad, actually, like. Yeah, they're, they're definitely not going
0: there. Well, you know, the other thing that, that I still don't really have a handle on, did you notice the butterfly in the bell jar? I and, noticed the butterfly, yeah. And, and you know, did Bo bring it back to life or, you know? Yeah. Okay. And and Rainer's, That's what I have in my notes. <laughs> okay. And Rainer sees this and says, it is you, right? Right. And, and, and again, I, I love these, you know, deliberately vague – you know statements that you know they're parcelling out, and 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 I love that to be honest. I you know I I don't have to have everything at once. I just want something, and that and that's sure. what we got in this episode. We assume that they will provide antecedents to these pronouns by uh, the last episode of this season, though. Right now, we already know Bo has brought someone back to life before using, obviously, uh, the cheese suck and the uh, you know no, the, the, the cheese blow. The chief, right? But but of course, she had a lot of people to draw. Yes. Chi from at that point. But you know, again, which so, will be an issue, right? So, but again, Rainer's reaction that it is you that okay. So so apparently, the power to bring you know to reanimate the dead, I guess. Right, but he still urges her to go, though. You know, at that point, he
1: says, you know, it is you, but he still wants her to go. So at that point, I'm saying, well you know, maybe he's really not evil, you know, and then, um, but
0: you know, of course, you know, she's going to come back. She's not really going to go. And so, right. Mm. Um, but then he, he starts again, starts laying out some work, right? He tells Bo that Kenzie and Dyson are close to finding the compass. And when they do, they'll remember Bo, but she won't remember Rayner. So she decides right. to set up a series of clues that's going to lead her back to Rainer on the train. Right. And Most no, notable of which, the dark faith. Exactly, and and really, I mean that was that was brilliant. You know, the the contract with the dark, because she knows she'd never agree to that. And yeah, oh, it's just like anyone who like you know, if
1: you know yourself, like me, like I am, like, I I totally can roll with that because I am so forgetful. So when I need to remember something, I have to like put my watch on a different wrist or something like that. And then say, oh, why is my watch on my other? Ri-? Oh, I remember something.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. So like, this is like basically her version of the putting the watch on a different wrist. Right, right. So, uh, you know, so, you know, she knows she's going to do everything to find out how it happened. And of course, you know, we've already seen that. And, and, and again, I like the way they, they played this out during season four where, you know, we've already seen her on her quest to find out what the hell happened to me. You know, and now we, you know, we find out that it was actually her. I, uh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. A little, little kind of reverse engineering there, but yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and then and then we meet up with the Una Men's again. And I don't even know what to call that woman. You know, she's uh, she's kind of growing on me. You know, the one with the short blonde hair. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of too late for that. Yeah, part. I understand that. But, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, she had, they said her name before. Oh, did they? Okay. Uh, well, I just yeah. keep in my notes, the head Una Men's. Right. Um, you know, but but you know, she kind of lays it out to Bo that regarding Rayner that if you do this, if you follow him, you will suffer a fate beyond your worst nightmares. And I, we, we don't look. I mean, we perceive the Unamens to be, you know, uh, evil maybe, but certainly, um, you know, cer- certainly not somebody that we want to side with. Right.
1: And, right, and uh, like the yeah, the evil thing is is tough to yeah to say whether they really are because we don't know what their motivations are. You know, the, obviously we have said that their methods are are pretty bad. Um, we certainly don't like how they go about things. But what if the thing that they're fighting
0: is something that is so horribly evil that yeah just so insidious i yeah, mean look we already know that the light that, and the dark fear them right yeah so um
1: well but uh but but certainly uh in in the the how the, the show goes i mean they're just they're they're pretty they're pretty bad but we might as often happens in this show where uh things are not what they seem this is could be one of them. Yeah, but
0: but, but yeah, you know, but now that they've killed them all. I was gonna say, but Bo takes no, takes nothing to chance and drives a sword through her heart and, uh, finishes her off, and then and then Trick shows up at Bo's and tells her that you know Rainer's gonna ask you to kill the Una mens. Uh Sorry, Trick, a little bit too late here, and wants her word that yeah. she won't because their par- power will be amassed in one place. And we find out, you know, it's there. I believe there were six seeds. You know, And, uh, you know, the one's been stolen in the wrong hands could prove disastrous. And, <clears throat> you know, the episode ends, bloody fingers touch the seed in a basket. And, of course, we don't know whose fingers, you know, have this seed. Right. See, there's all
1: kinds of, of theories out there. Yeah. I, I think probably by the end of the next episode, we are kind of assuming it's Vex, but, you know. mm not necessarily.
0: No, not necessarily. We do find out. Though I'm
1: sure you probably know. Uh, right I do. Know. I should have right. watched this
0: right. episode. Ah, that's okay. Because then we, <laughs> you know, then we want to talk about three episodes, and you know, so, but and, so you know, I mean, so obviously we're left with you know one of the fundamental questions, you know, what are Rayner's true intentions, and you know, is he the one that possesses the seed? I mean, you know, we're not sure. You don't know what's that. Don't know? Yeah, we don't know, um, but we clearly don't know what his intentions are. I mean, it seems, you know, by telling Bo, get off the train while you can, Right. you know, sort of implies he's... Seems like he's all right. Yeah, it seems like he's trying to do her a favor, but, you know, again, I mean, we've seen so much trickery. So, I mean, all you have to do is go back to somebody like the Morgan, and, and, okay, she seems to have your best interest at heart, but it's really gonna end up in her favor so exactly you know so you know i mean as an episode like i said uh you know i really like you know this part of the storyline not so much the mermaids and you know i don't know anything yeah, else but but yeah definitely that that bit with
1: finally getting that backstory was was really good yeah um as far as you know who uh the, a little bit i mean again giving us a little bit but um you know, not not so much that is not answering all our questions, just kind of taunting us a little bit, but still
0: enough yeah. ambiguity in there. Yeah. Now, now, one, you know, a couple of, of final thoughts. You know, when the handmaiden on the train tells Bo he needs you, we all need you. You know, to whom she referring? Who? You know, who are the we? So, you know, that's sort of is it? You know, right. light fay, dark fay. Somebody else we don't know, but but I thought that was interesting. And then the other thing that that I you know again I I do think this was a positive coming out of the procedural is that and over the next three episodes we really you know see and in this episode Bo's absence really seems to be hitting Kenzie harder than it's hitting Dyson and Lauren and maybe that's because Dyson and Lauren have sort of bonded together.
1: Yeah, and and Kenzie seems you know when she's teamed up she seems a lot less you know aggravated about that but uh you know as, as soon as um she's on her own then she gets kind
0: of petulant right and i mean that's what i think is so cool is that dyson and Lard, despite you know what drove it, you know what drove them apart is now what's drawing them together and kenzie's sort of the odd person out and you know again, this was a this case gave like you were just kind of alluding to gave her a purpose, and you know she brought them on, and she's sort of in charge, and you know, so I did like that aspect of it, so yeah, all right, anything else about four ten No that's, that's about spell that's all I got okay, so uh where four ten was sort of uh you know okay, I thought four eleven end of a line was really good i mean i, I honestly. I don't recall ever tearing up at a lost girl episode the way I did with this one. And, and even on the rewatch where I knew what was coming and there were a couple of uh, places that that
1: happened. You're just a cold hearted bastard.
0: So, you know, but before we forget written by Steve Cochran, directed by Ron Murphy, who, you know, those guys have, you know, been here a lot. So we don't need to, um, you know, but what about the significance of the title? You know, I, I, I guess I thought, you know, on, on the one hand, uh, we've got the obvious one, right. You know, the end, right. the end of those yeah. was a moral line. Yes. Even though, exactly. and I think you and I talked about this at work one day, you know, okay. His sister's still alive, but you know, obviously she's not necessarily going to, you know, because she's a, a woman is not going to, you know, carry on the a moral line unless there's some, you know, weird fay thing that we don't really know about. Um, sure. But it's not accurate per se. Um, are, are his parents still alive? I can't remember. Did they die? I think so. Okay. Although I guess they're at an age where they're not going to have more, more kids. Right. Um, You know, sort of, you know, I guess one, one thing I was thinking about is that this episode, because of what happens at the end, uh, you know, it's sort of, uh, you know, the end of Kenzie's ticket as a card-carrying member of the face. So I guess what I'm getting at there is, I mean, obviously she was claimed by Bo, you know, early in season one, right? Yes. And I, you get the feeling that, you know, I mean, of course, look, Bo is the chosen one. Bo is, you know, who, who knows – what role Bo's going to play. I mean, clearly it seems to be pretty important and maybe that would always be Kenzie's ticket, but it's almost like with, with Hale, it's almost as if she's legitimized herself and obviously it's taken away from her at the end. Don't too far out on a limb.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Like I said, I just kind of took it as you said at first, like the end of like, it's hail the like the last of the Zemura maybe, but then that's not necessarily true. Um, but you know, the end of the line suggests always, yeah, you know, like well, obviously an ending, but like there there's no like the journey is is ending here. There's no there's no no there's no more track. Right? Yeah. So here's where yeah, and obviously we stop. We,
0: the train metaphor, which obviously we've been we've been right. on this whole season. So yeah, I, you know we've got the yeah. I mean it seems the end of Kenzie and Bo's relationship. I mean, certainly things are not going, you know, I think to, to what Kenzie, I mean, Bo, you know, look, it's the stereotypical, you know, roommates that one of them gets a boyfriend and then that's it. Yeah. Right. You know, or girlfriend or girlfriend. Right. Uh, and then the uh, other thing, you know, Bo's relationship with Lauren has really, uh, really turned cold here it seems like her relationship
1: with everyone except for Rainer right now yeah. is, is kind of, you know, much different. You know, and I'm not necessarily thinking that's a bad thing. I know it's probably throwing yeah. shippers into dismay, yeah. but uh, you know, I don't I don't mind it so much. Um because I like seeing the other characters interact with each other instead of just being all focused just on Bo. Yeah, you know? and, and again,
0: I, I like the fact that we're not focused on the relationships with with whoever, you know. But I do find it interesting that it, it, it she does – she hasn't really closed off Dyson the way she's closed off the others. And that even though there doesn't seem to be the ro- that romantic spark anymore, like she even says something uh, – um, I would have done the same for you when he's like, when you were in love with me, you know, yeah. which, which, you know, clearly implies she's not now, but there's still, sure. there's still something that, that will, you know, uh, that has bonded these two for probably eternity. Uh, yeah. And they've always had that kind of friends slash friends
1: with benefits type thing going. so they always have like kind of a extra uh, uh, layer to their relationship when, you know, like Lauren and Bo never had the friends with benefits. It just, it was always kind of like serious relationship type stuff. Right. But I mean, even when it wasn't, you know, on the under text, the subtext was
0: right. I mean, you want to just deal with the elephant in the room. Uh, sure. I mean, I was, cause I've been trying to get that freaking elephant out. Of yeah. I mean, ages. look, I mean, obviously in, in this episode, uh, you, you, you know, Kenzie goes from just the, you know, the height of joy, and and just you you just see the the happiness returning to her, and then and then uh, Massimo shows up seeking revenge, and Hale gets caught in the crossfire and is killed. Yep. Well, when someone gets
1: really happy in a show, and the end credits don't come on yet. And you're like, okay, well, something bad's gonna. Well,
0: happen. And, and I again, you know, I, I really liked how they did that, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, it's just a gripping scene. I mean, Massimo. First of all, we find out that Massimo is not dead after all, uh, and then we. Fo- right. Well, we we find that out early. Yeah. Yeah. And and we find out now why he's still alive. Right. Yes. Right. And he is back to exact revenge. Um, You know, for not killing him, but I guess trying to kill him. And and we find out that it's the twig of Zamora that Kenzie gave him as payment, you know, for her, you know, faux fe powers there. Yeah. And so this
1: might be nitpicking a little bit here, but okay. so he stays alive because he's got a twig. Okay, Right. Twigs. That's that's wood. Right. How come it didn't burn? (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he jumped in a big effing fire. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, it's the twig of Zamora. Uh, Come on.
1: I'm thinking the 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 twig is probably going to get a little torched in that thing. Yeah. But Either way, still like even if you know you have a twig of Zamora, like really, you're going to jump into it? like? Why did you jump in the fire pit in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. I just it's. I mean, maybe you know you you alluded earlier that some like there's some revelation about him so maybe there's something that makes sense but but right now it's like oh i'm not
0: sure it makes any sense but why but, but but it's did definitely
1: jump in the fire why don't you just stab yourself in the stomach or something like that not that that wouldn't hurt
0: but i'm thinking it's going to hurt a lot less than jumping into a fire yeah well i mean i really like the way they drew up this whole scenario i mean you know we see the the touching proposal scene uh, you know, and, and we meet her mother and was that her brother or cousin? Cousin. Okay. Cousin, Dimitri right, 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 right. Cousin, right. Yeah. We has been on. Before. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, I mean, really touching proposal scene and then the phone rings and we find out that, you know, mom's a bigger con than Kenzie, you know? Yeah. And, but that's, I mean, that's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, and it, and it's, we start to think that, you know, well, you know, did they, you know, bribe Hale and so? Yeah, you know, because obviously money is going to change hands. You know, Hale is going to help out her family, and and look, I, what could they possibly have over Hale? So Hale's doing it because he loves Kenzie. Well, I, I think he
1: contacted them to do the asking permission uh, thing, and then they immediately hit him up for cash. Right which he, you know, inhale being kind of like the, you know, the, I mean, he's, he's a good guy. Yeah. He, you know, he he you know, he sees the best in he's not really cynical, right? He sees
0: the good in people. Right. And um you know, sometimes you really shouldn't do that. Well, right. And he he wants to do everything and it, and it's funny because you know, we saw when we when we met his parents those times that they were just steeped in tradition and Really, were, we're upset that Hale didn't follow, you know, what they perceived to be the, the correct path, and yet here he he wants to do it the traditional way, asking, you know, his mother, her mother, for permission, getting down on one knee, you know, the whole deal, uh, and you know, her, she utters that statement that, you know, again, seeing it the second time, she says, "We have all the time in the world. I don't, yeah. I don't want to be my mother." And you know exactly you you get it, but it's yeah. like oh my god, it's it's it was heart wrenching. Yeah, and that definitely the second time I watched it, you
1: can't help but notice that line, yeah. right? Yeah, um, because I, I, the first time I watched it, at, at that point, I definitely was not expecting Hale to die. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't sure she was going to accept his proposal, but I didn't think he was going to die. Uh, but then you know the second time around with all the dramatic irony in there, you're like, wow, you know that's 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 yeah, it's kind kind of heart wrenching. But yeah. well, and
0: then you know the scene where Bo comes in, and I mean it's like they're back. I mean you know it's like this giddiness. Her telling her the good news, and and it's like the, just the two of them, the happy, you know, the the they're just so truly happy for each other. It's back to old times, which you know, again, their relationship, like we said, had kind of cooled off and, you know, we think, okay, you know, good things are going to happen. Um, but then, you know, Massimo, apparently not dead, um, and, you know, comes to exact the revenge and, you know, at, at first, when Hale does the siren thing, I mean, you think it almost looks like he's his head's melting or something, right? Yeah, um, and then and,
1: and, and we know he's human, right? Right? Because right, so we, you know, we're like, how can no one can even? I think that's supposed to even kill Faye. So, like, certainly, yeah, you know, he's not going to survive it. Though a guy who survived jumping into a pit of fire, probably a little siren sound. Yeah, well, my first so reaction was
0: deal. that there was a second person. You know, Um, but of course, of course it wasn't. And, you know, he, he goes right through and, and again, just, you know, and it's one of those things, look, we've said all along that Kenzie's role has been comic relief and, and she's done that marvelously. And, and now, you know, at the end of season four, we're seeing her in a totally different light. I mean, you know, lying there with Hale, you know, he, who's dead, blood covered, you know, you know, blood now on her shirt. I mean, it almost harkened back to like, uh, you know, the Kennedy assassination, you know, where, where, you know, he's clearly dead and she's just, you know, covered in his blood and, and, you know, and then to go through where she, it's her fault, which uh, to a certain extent it is. And that's to a huge extent. Yeah. And that makes it even, you feel even worse because all she really wanted to do is fit in. Right. But that, we had said
1: back then, the kind of, um, you know, addictive type behaviors she was showing back then was was bad news. You know, and she knew it. She's stealing from people to, you know, to get this sparkle, which is really just like silly. Yeah. I mean, it's just trickery. Right. Sure. Yeah. in, In the first place and everything. But she was, but she wants to be part of, you know, do we do a Little Mermaid? She wants to be part of that world. Yeah. You haven't sung in a while, man. Yeah, I know. I almost did when you said tradition. Oh, okay. uh, it, it it got by me, so I'm throwing out the Little Mermaid one now. Okay. So did you know, have you ever seen Little Mermaid? I have mermaid? not. No. Okay. Because okay. you don't have kids, you might not have seen. Yeah. It. The closest um, I've
0: seen is in Once Upon a Time when the uh, the girl. You never watched Reba, probably did you? No. Okay. Um the the daughter on there uh, played the mermaid on Ariel. Oh, okay, but uh, that's that's close. Well, you should gotten. see it.
1: It's actually I I really do like that movie. Like, it's a really good movie. Oh. Um, but anyway, so she wants to be so badly to be you know uh, a fae that she goes to these extreme lengths, you know, and and now but you know there's always consequences.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and now she brings up the fact that Bo can bring, you know, she brought Dyson back to life, you know, bring him back. Yeah. And 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 Bo tries to tell her there's not enough chi and, and that, you know, um Kenzie's just wailing. I, I, again I mean ah. um, and, it, it was really good acting yes. uh, for and, for on on Kissing
1: Your Souls. But the whole thing where like she like I, I understand she's
0: upset and emotional. But to really like
1: start blaming Bo, like
0: Yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, Bo, it's like when she starts to, you know, suck the chi from you know, so is it, it's almost like Bo knows I can't do this, but, you know, okay, let me try, you know, and and I guess she realizes that no, I, you know, because, you know, Bo has learned how to, you know, stop before the person dies and she, I can't do this. I'll, I'll kill you. And Kenzie goes through that whole thing. I don't care. Right. Bring, save him. At my expense, and geez, and then did you hear her? La- the last thing she says, "I wanted, okay. I wanted to say yes."
1: Oh yeah, right, right. My yes.
0: God, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I know Lost Girl is what it is, uh, but I, I guess you know we we haven't seen this side of it, and it, it's just so, just so moving. So. Um but you know, and
1: we talked about this, like it is, but it isn't. Yeah, I know. And and part of the reason it's not is not the fall of the writers, not the fall of the actors. It's because two episodes ago, Bo went down and saw the Leviathan and she said, You're gonna be back because someone you love is gonna die. Right. So A, we know someone's gonna die. And B, we're pretty sure Bo's gonna bring him back. Right. Or her back. Whoever dies, that Bo's going to go back to the Leviathan and, and bring him back. So, it, you know, it's, it's, I just didn't, you know, like, okay, let me, let me put in these terms. I think we've talked about this before. The Walking Dead, a lot of main characters get killed. And at the end of this, the, the fall season of this, this year's uh, season, um, was just, Devastating, you know. Like, <clears throat> and then you have Chris Hardwick does Talking Dead right after it. And as soon as the episode is done, Chris Hardwick gets on and says, "Okay, if you, you know, we'll we'll talk through this. If you need therapy, continue watching Talking Dead." I never watched Talking Dead, but I watched that entire episode of Talking Dead because I really, even though it was just a TV show, it
0: was like very emotional, very upsetting. Well, I did hear one of the main characters got his head cut off, and then Chris Hardwick has the head. On the show? Oh, does he? Yeah. So maybe you didn't see that. I was uh, somebody was telling no. me that at work.
1: He, had, I mean, he had the the actor who who got killed was cause as he does every time someone gets killed off. The uh, the the actors are are on Talking Dead the next episode. Um, but uh, so but, so yeah. The question so, is but, is, is Hale so dead? Wasn't that it, well? He's dead now. Yeah. Will he stay dead? Especially where we know well Massimo's back. back. Um, Acacia. Is is back, right? Yeah. And we thought she was dead, yeah. so people just don't really kind of stay dead on this show so much. And and so, like I said, I mean, Cassini Soul really brought it home there, and uh, delivered a very powerful, moving scene. Uh, at her and, and Anna Silk both, uh, but yet I think probably in the back of my mind, I'm like, eh, I don't think he's really super dead for sure. You know, he's not, like, permanently dead, so I'm not really that upset necessarily. Though Hale is, you know, I mean, a character that we really, really like.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, you know, and I think we agree on this. Sometimes you want the showrunner to have, you know, I don't know, the courage of his or her convictions. And that, you know... Which they very well might. Which they very
1: well might, right. Exactly. Yeah. We don't know. But, like, like I said, at that moment, I'm not really getting too bent out of shape because i'm i have a pretty significant level of confidence that uh that Hale's not going to stay dead
0: right well it's just mean to do that to kenzie i understand that and and we've certainly got precedence for being able to bring someone back you know you mentioned the leviathan so you know right um all right well you know i i i I don't want to say that's it about Hale because obviously that's one of the most important things that's that's you know, happened along with Bo and, and uh, you know, Rainer and all of that. But, uh, you know, there, there was a lot of other stuff, you know, in this episode. Uh, you know, Bo, uh, you, you know, we, we see Tamsin quite a bit, which is obviously always a good thing. And we see the return of Acacia, Linda Hamilton, a.k.a. Sarah Connor, a.k.a. the mother of mankind's savior, Yes. Um, So that was cool to see her back, and uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, obviously earlier in in Project X, the revenants. But you know, to 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 back up for a second, um, you know, Bo goes downstairs to get drinks for the movie because you know she uh, is going to sit and watch a movie with Tamsin and uh, Kenzie, and there's a zombie who ends up getting beheaded by Acacia and we find out, you know, this is the right rule. Number one in
1: surviving a zombie apocalypse bill is that you gotta take out the head. Yes. Okay. You know? And so that is just that, that was very
0: weak play. Uh, i I expect more out of Belle. yeah well, she knows now um so and I think this is the first time we we run across the the term revenant right that that we find out that Acacia's a revenant hunter right uh who are dead fay and uh yeah, and actually, I have in my notes to remind you at this point that rachel madison's uh favorite movie was evil dead 2. oh uh, yes so, <laughs> um and we find out that uh, the wanderer had the crows cut off her hand because Tamsin didn't deliver bow like she was supposed to. So, you know, the whole idea right. that, that, you know, uh, Acacia apparently contracted Tamsin to deliver bow for the wanderer, you know? So like you said, we're still, you know, whether or not that's Rainer is, you know, at this point still up in the air. Um, but that you know but but tamsin she questions rayner's motives with bo and you know but bo's love struck doesn't want to hear it um and then, and then again with this whole idea that well there's no mention of rayner in Faye history and apparently the 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 Faye are fastidious record keepers well they got a really big book of this they it, certainly so. do and we see the one scene where the books start moving yeah and uh you know, Trick, of course, recognizes does, – does he actually say that uh, it must be Rainer being rewritten or I, – I think, yes. Yeah, they do mention it because I, I have it in my notes, so. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, all the these little things starting to come out and, you know, I guess we have Tamsin back now. I mean, she seems to, you know, have recovered full memories, <coughs> you know, of everything and – you know, so, we, so we've got her back, but, you know, she, she has gone from apparently having a crush on Bo to, you know, what's the deal with her and Dyson? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you know,
1: we can't say we didn't see this one coming because even from the very first time that they met, there's always been subtext, I think, between Tamsin and, and Dyson. Um, and uh, it's just finally coming out now. Now that he really, both of them seem to be f- free from Bo.
0: Yeah, she even I mean, mentions Tamson. Right, she yeah. even mentions that first time. You know, the back at the uh, in the boxing ring. Yep. So, uh, so
1: it's always been there, and just now they that they are both kind of like n- no longer feel that they have some kind of they have to be beholden to Bo and that they or that they have some kind of relationship going with Bo or possible
0: relationship um they just kind of you know find each other i guess right um but there's also all this she thinks Rainer went to the battlefield to reanimate the dead and i'm still a little fuzzy on you know exactly you know what that entails i mean i know what it means to reanimate the dead but i'm you know <laughs> trying to trying to figure out how You know, so, you know, so, so we're going back to, you know, the curse on Rainer and, and I mean, we know who cursed him, right? Right. You know, so, so we,
1: but it's just, you know, how they have the, every now and then they have the excuse for why the one character is not in the episode that, you know, comes early on and, and this one possibly is going to take the cake as far
0: as, oh, he's, Gone out to the battlefield. Well, and, <laughs> and like, the other thing, though, what? is you know how it's it's cool. Where again, you know, you mentioned dramatic irony. So you know that that uh, you know we know who put the curse on him, right? But he doesn't, you know. So yes, right, um, right, right. Uh, you know,
1: I think they should just be honest and say, you know, he's not here because he had to go film a scene with being human. because yeah. so <laughs> he was on last night's. Or Monday, yeah, last night's episode, he was he was in it for a little bit okay. in the flashback scene, so uh, that might be why he cannot be
0: there for the. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, but again, I guess what's still you know so captivating is we you know we can't lose sight of the fact that Tamsin's dark. Uh, I, we assume Acacia's dark, and you know while Tamsin seems to be you know one of the good guys you know we don't know and and, and it does seem to be like we, what she wants to do is make amends for what she did in the past you know she wants to be you know the whole I want to be a better person so yeah agreed you know um now speaking of better persons uh the the trick meeting with vex uh you know, again yeah. and recounting his rise to power and, oh you know i was loving this uh, this scene, yeah well so. go ahead well, oh,
1: I just, it was just awesome. Like, well, just like the whole, like, when you really start thinking about it, like Vex and Trick hanging out, like boozing together, like what? Like, that's, it's crazy, you know? Um, and that, that shocking contrast, I think, is like kind of what drives it. And then to find out, which again, how does he not know that like his dad was Trick's you know, right-hand man? Well, I, and,
0: and that's, you know, the, the, like you said, they're sitting there drinking together. They both have this cross to bear, you know, like I should have been a better king. And, you know, the you know, Vex, I never knew my father. So, you know, we get the – I think he alludes to the fact that his father was there, but just it must have been incredibly cold and just nothing to do with his son. So, you know, like when you say how could he not know, well, it probably, his father probably never talked to him.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, someone along the line is like, dude, you're vexed. Oh, man, your dad was awesome. He was like the Blood King's best general. Well, true. Well, true. <laughs> like, it's been a couple of hundred years. You figure he would have, like, you know, picked up on that. Well, planet. that is
0: true. And and as I said, the the Faye were and are fastidious record keepers. You'd think he could have looked up, uh, you know, yeah. his father. And, yeah, go
1: look at the big book. Yeah,
0: there you go. But, uh, yeah.
1: Like, Bo's been looking for her dad for, like, three and a half years, and she's about to find him. Right,
0: and then Trick asks him, well, what do you want to know? And then, you know, then that... It
1: took her all the half season to
0: find her mom. Well, true, true. But, you know, then he comes back, you know, it comes back, you know, a few minutes later, and, and they're, you know, Trick's recounting, you know, the scene where, you know, in the middle of the battle, you know, your father had his sword and used his mesmer and made the guy, you know, hold out his arms and then... Drove the sword through his heart, or whatever. And it was like, and they're like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it does sound pretty good. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it does. But uh, <laughs> um, but we also hear, and you mentioned in Project X, the Pyrupus. And, yep. and we don't learn very much other than. We don't learn anything, a, obviously, or well, have more in but, Project but tr- X. But Trick associates it with pure evil. So, I mean, beyond yes. that, we don't know other than that apparently the pirapus is coming you right. know? and you know the last time the um you know what was it that was coming the big war now i can't
1: the garuda, the garuda.
0: so you know it, it, it almost seems like is this bigger than the garuda right but then like
1: last season the wanderer was supposed to be coming and that never really panned out so are they going to do that again? Like, uh the big bad guy's coming?
0: No, not really. Yeah, so uh, we also see some links. You know, obviously we know that it was Trick that, you know, cursed Rainer because he was rebellious. And, and you know, in his conversation with, with Vex, it, it almost sounds like he regrets that decision that perhaps the punishment didn't fit the crime, you know? Well, he says that Rainer wasn't, Bad or evil, that he was just like rebellious. And, you know, so so did he deserve that? And and perhaps not. And then, you know, and then we find out, you know, the link with uh, Tamsin, who, uh, uh, you know, says that I may have given Raynor's soul to the Blood King after the Great Rebellion. So she apparently had a role in, you know, the curse. You know, Uh, Tamsin helped make Raynor the Wanderer. And now Rainer's revenants are after Tamsin. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's pretty clear Rainer is not what he appears to be. Uh, I'm not so sure okay. that's clear. Okay. So you so you think, think he's a good but, guy? I don't.
1: I I I'm I leaving open the possibility. Okay. But you know, I've read too much and seen too much. To, to think that just because a guy is like good looking and suave and appears to be good. That doesn't mean he is good. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously those are probably the people we would suspect the most, uh, fair is foul and foul is fair. I'll Will Shakespeare, right? Yes. But, yes. Um, so I, I definitely would suspect him of, you know, not being a good guy, but also there's certain things happening here. Like for example, Tamsin, uh, Looking at Rainier's picture and it's like, um, that's not my boss. Right.
0: So who is, yeah. right. So who, exactly. right. So who is her boss or, or, or who is Rainier? Then? Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, we get some questions answered and, and, you know, a bunch more are posed, which obviously we like, um, the, uh, oh, oh the other, you know, we you know, we were talking a few minutes ago about, you know, Dyson and Tamsin, you know, that, that, that scene where they're at, uh, you know, zombie town or whatever it's called, the cult of the dead or, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yep. And, you know, there's that, you know, Bo thanks Dyson, you know, they're, they're like, kind of like, you know, tete-a-tete, tete, thanks Dyson for coming. And he says, my, my partner called and I, so I came and Tamsin comes up, puts her arm around Dyson D-Man and I are going to talk to the locals. You go with Acacia. And I'm thinking like, well, what's up with that? And then, you know, uh, he says, thanks, partner. And it's almost like, is he disappointed she cut in? I mean, did she cut in because, you know, did Tamsin cut in because she doesn't want, you know, she's jealous. I mean, I, again, I, I really like it where it's, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it's almost like she had a crush on Bo and she got a crush on Dyson. I mean, you know, do we have a new... uh a new threesome in the offing.
1: Yeah. What? what I, the. Oh, I saw someone had named it on, on one of the blogs or someone. Someone actually named the new, uh, like, Valka Wolf or something <laughs> like that. I, can, I can't remember what it was, but it was something pretty funny. Yeah.
0: And, you know, Acacia even says something, you know, like alluding to, are you getting soft? What are you going to get married, settle down? And, and she even mentions um, a wolf. Well, she says squirt out a couple puppies. Yeah, but or but I like think even before that, she mentions wolf. So I don't know if that was just like a, you know, a general reference, or if she was you know referring. To well, I think she yeah you know, when she says squeeze out puppies, mm-hmm. like she means like like little wolves. Yeah, you know, like yeah. But is she referring, referring to, directly to right to Dyson? I
1: guess I, I I took that she was yeah. Okay. Though at that point, you know, maybe there was something in the script earlier that. Tamson showed her interest in, in Dyson earlier in the episode, because when Acacia says, says that <laughs> when Acacia says that, um, at, at that point, I'm like, really? Like where would, where would she get that from? You know? But the, you know, of course then by the end when, you know,
0: Tamson, you know, jumps him in the bar, then say, oh, okay, well, there you yeah, go. Yeah. And he fights her off for like about three seconds, you know? Um, yeah. And, uh, so. Well, she's a very attractive yes. woman. She's hot. All right. So. Um, <laughs> let's see what the oh oh the you know again back with Dyson and Bo and and you know Bo. It's like you know you can't always choose your path. And he's like, well, you seem to, you know. And it goes back to Kenzie keeps you know sa- has said several times over the past few weeks, you know, you do what's good for you. And you know we've kind of talked about during the course of this podcast that that a lot of times Bo's actions are, you know, they're about Bo, and and that you know sometimes we lose sight of the fact that, you know, she's not she's not perfect, and and I guess you could argue well who is, you know, and right. And I think that's part of of what makes her
1: uh, a realistic. Hero I would say it her humanizes and... her, but. Uh, yeah, exact yeah, it humanizes her, right? Except she's not a human. Uh because she isn't perfect. She isn't she doesn't win every time. She doesn't make the right decisions every time. Uh and so sometimes she she screws up. Sometimes she's selfish and it's because we all
0: are, right? Yep. And if yep. she wasn't ever, then we wouldn't buy her really as as a hero. Yep. But she does take one for the team and drink the blood of the revenant
1: that was disgusting yes, was. but yes <laughs> uh that was awesome she does so uh at least it's fresh i mean she knew it was fresh yeah, well, right okay. so and, like there was you like, know who doesn't you know, like, maybe you know, not so
0: bad if it's who warm. doesn't like a little fresh blood now and then yeah. so uh all right, what what else we anything else we're forgetting uh you know i just need to
1: say that i love zombie movies as as you know and so, this really, uh, this episode was awesome because of the whole zombie thing going on. There's even an Evil Dead reference in there. Yes, there was. Um, yeah, which, which, that's, that's great. And uh, just, uh, oh, yeah, when Acacia says she's doing an Evil Dead routine, or Bo says Acacia's doing an Evil Dead routine. Um, so, gotta love that. Uh, though they should have said Evil Dead 2 routine, it would have been better if they said that. But, you know, we take what we can get. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, yeah. I think that's that. That's probably about it. Oh, I forgot to mention. Well, I told you before, but uh, Massimo, the guy, I don't know the actor's name, but he also he's now on Being Human as well. Oh. And he looks like he might have a. He's been in two episodes in a row now. Oh. Um, so I don't know how much longer. People on Being Human, like whereas in Lost Girl, like they really don't kill people off. Being Human. If you're a secondary character on that show, don't take up permanent residence in Vancouver. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, just get an apartment, rent it for a couple of weeks, yep. because uh, you know you're probably not going to last too long.
0: Well, I think a lot of these guys have the uh, Vancouver to L.A. trip uh, down pat by this time. Yeah. So, all right. Well, listen. You know, we did get an email, and I, I think I might have even forgotten to mention this to you. You now, you forgot to forward it. You forgot to mention right. it. But other than that, um, and it's from. But hey, nice. Yeah, Let's hear It's it. from Bradley Huffer, who uh, has yes. certainly written to us in the past, and he says, yeah, awesome. "and and, th- and this Bradley. is a uh, couple weeks old because you know, of course, we haven't podcasted in a couple weeks." But he says, "Hello, guys. Sorry to have not written you in a while. I didn't think I, you would be discussing Lost Girl until the show started airing on Sci-Fi. When I saw you were already on episode nine, I realized I needed to catch up." And I spent the weekend watching season four marathon and then listening to Fatalist. Well, we certainly appreciate that. So the first time I emailed you, I had a theory that Dyson had pledged an oath to trick because he was the blood King. And I was so happy to see my theory was correct. Absolutely. Uh, which again, that was, you know, that was that scene you mentioned about the directing, right? The, when it went back into, you know, uh, 19th century France, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, did yeah, no 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 well the
1: the one i had referred to was the one from like season 1. Oh
0: okay. Okay.
1: Where they go back to I guess, Britain. Oh right and, right and right and right. Then we see right, uh we but th- but that
0: one was but the one you're talking about the Lafayette yes. was was that was that was a good one too i really yeah, like that so, episode. Did you notice that Dyson was the one that came up with the nickname trick? Yes. yes. Yeah. All right. I did notice. So now, cool. you've been talking about how Trick hasn't been as nice this season and how he is especially nasty in flashbacks as the Blood King. I also noticed that some of this bad side has come out recently, like when Trick was with Dao Ming. Looking ahead to the end of the season, do you think Bad Trick could emerge completely? Man, I, you know, uh, you, you see him tonight with, you know, an episode. Uh, 11 with vex and it's it's kind of the the trick we know and love right
1: yeah you see like snatches when they're talking he's talking about the war and how great it was when your dad skewered this guy and everything you know so there there are there are that hints the is the possibility uh, because yeah i mean bradley's absolutely right we've completely seen um the parts of, of, of trick this season where he's been like kind of nasty. We've seen like a dark side. So he's not like the, you know, the jolly grandpa type.
0: Right. And I think, you know, the whole thing, like we just said a few minutes ago, I mean, we know trick is the one that cursed Rayner, and we know now he's having second thoughts and, and regret. So, you know, I don't think we're done with that. So, right.
1: And I, I think that's what's actually going to win out is that side of him that is, that has the regrets, that side that seeks, uh, that wants to do penance for what he's done. So I think probably the, the side of him that is power hungry and proud, I think he's kind of been able to, to quell that a little bit, uh, though, you know, what we saw with the, the Ludwan, right. Uh, when she was making him tell the truth and we saw he only cares about himself and everything. Um, but again, that's under like a, kind of like a spell, you know, and I think his overall, w- w- his, conscious mind where he's directed towards is towards um you know making up for the bad things he's done and i think that's going to win out in the end though i i think there will be a moment where we'll see trick having to make that choice between is he going to go with being back to the how he was as a blood king or is he going to you know be the guy who seeks out uh a forgiveness for what ways, yeah.
0: And, and to be honest, you, you could almost see that as being one of the focus uh points of season five.
1: So, I, yeah, yep, yeah, if yeah, if we don't see it, but I, I have a feeling we're going to see a conflict there. Uh, if you know, again, you've seen season I've seen uh, episode 12, 12. Uh, so are we going to see in episode 12 or 13? I would think to some degree we're going to see that conflict uh, in one of those two episodes, but.
0: I could be wrong. Okay. Now, Brad also goes on to say he wanted to mention something about the car wash scene in Groundhog Day. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think we uh, there's there's a car wash. Yeah, oh, I, don't no, I must that. have missed that. Yeah, All right. he says when I watched, the- <laughs> I have to go back and watch. it. <laughs> when I watched the scene. I thought it must have been an homage to a Pepsi commercial that Cindy Crawford appeared in back yes. in the 90s. That right. Yes. So,
1: yes, oh my god. Yeah, oh, how did I forget yeah, about so he that? He says
0: you can probably find it on YouTube totally. and uh not that we're going to go look for it on YouTube, but uh, I think I can
1: access my uh 20-year-old memory yes, and find uh, that commercial. And
0: then he fi- he ends up with Uh, What sort of price do you think the Leviathan will demand for Hale's life, which is obviously, you know, what what, uh, I think you mentioned, you know, know, as a possibility. So, you know – and then, of course, can't wait to hear the next podcast. So, you know, Brad, some great stuff, and, and man, keep keep cranking them out. Um, you know, we're we're going to certainly try to uh, get back on a regular schedule here. You know, we we're going to take a look. At, yeah, really? With yeah, I know <laughs> two episodes. <left>. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to get by next week. We'll get on that regular schedule uh, sh- to finish sh- off this season. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so yeah, some good stuff. Um, anything else? You wanna throw out there or uh no, I don't think so. I think uh I think we're good. All right, well, drop us a line at fatalistpodcast at gmail.com. Check out the website. I did uh, uh fatalist.podbean.com. You can uh also check us out at Facebook. I saw you Put something up there i forget what it was yeah
1: i put something up about i think you said you were uh, going to
0: do a better job of keeping it up or whatever yeah um, and, and then i did yeah, so <laughs> um and you know the same with uh twitter where again uh, i've been remiss there as well trying to keep you guys up to date but hopefully you know again it's again like we said i mean uh you know hate to be making excuses, but between being sick, the weather, and just schedules, getting crazy. Uh. Anyway, so uh, continue accessing us through iTunes. And until next time. Dave,
1: if this goes aliens, I'm Sigourney Weavering out of here.